The growing calls across the nation to defund the police. To end policing as we know it. Off the charts violence in New York City. 11 people shot in just eight hours on this is Sunday. About the police officers, officers who every single day put on that uniform and they run towards danger when we run away from it. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Failure to Stop Night Shift. We have a very special show for you guys today. This is a special edition, a deluxe edition night shift, where I am joined in my first podcast three-way with two other females, Andrea Uplate and Ashley from 60 Days In. You're welcome hey, for us. Hi. I wish I could be in the middle of this sandwich. I'm not going to lie. I'm the Only... star of the show. You can't be in the middle. I know, but I feel like a three-way with me on the end is just weird. That's good for me. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast three-way is getting weird. Uh, but we are bringing in Ashley for 60 Days In because Andrea Uplay and I will be uh, attending the Breaking Benjamin show with Jason Rao. We're super excited about it, um, and we're excited to see the show. So we have to pre-record this whole thing. And uh, I'm not even going if, – if you've stumbled into the Failure to Stop podcast, we do four <laughs> shows a week, and tonight is Night Shift, which is true crime. And Ashley from 60 Days In, you can go watch her on the uh, – what's that? It's, ne- it's A&E, right? Dude, A&E? we're everywhere. Hulu, Netflix, A&E, Amazon Prime, and every country. And now you're in some kind of play with Mo- uh, Dolly Parton? No, I'm doing like a community theater production of 9 to 5 The Musical, and oh. um, it's, it's been a blast. And, and so if you're stumbling in tonight's uh, Tuesday nights is always night shift with Andrea Uplight. Monday is off the cuff with Mike, the cops, all the police news Thursday is talking anything other than the job talking about anything other than domestic violence and uh, dead babies. So that you don't sound like an asshole all weekend to your civilian friends. We'll give you something else to talk about. Friday's <laughs> our case breakdown. Last Friday was an insane breakdown. Mm-hmm. Um, all of our, in- our breakdowns are insane, but tonight uh, we're just going to jump right into it. Tonight's show is brought to you by ghostbed.com forward slash Wolfpack. Um, sleep so good. It's scary. And you're going to need a ghost bed to sleep after this. You're probably going to have to pop a blue chew if you're going to, be excited after this show because I have a feeling this show is going to be very dark, very twisted, very quickly. Mm-hmm. It's the wildest thing. I can't believe that I somehow was part of this. I can't believe it either. Let's just go ahead. I don't even want to stall anymore. I know you're short on time because you're a celebrity. Hey, we're, um, not, we're not stalling. Let me ask you this. Since we're not live and we're not used to not being live, can we still like shout out, like pretend like people are in the chat so we can be like, Sarah, no, Sarah. Uh-uh. You know, like throughout as we talk and be like, thanks, Slumber Chef. That looks like a great dinner. We can or just like, talk shit about hey, Sarah. Amber. We can create like hey, let's Hedren create a blue. Enemy. Let's create an enemy in the chat. Let's That's have always gotta be Amber H H H. That's Amber. <laughs> oh, we've always got it. She's my favorite, but she's my favorite nemesis as well. Oh no. No, she's okay. not. She's not a nemesis. Let's just talk like they're there. It's fine, Amber H H H. It's fine. You're not my nemesis. Okay. We love you. <laughs> you contrarian. Uh, no, she always does ask like great questions. So I just awesome. like to answer with her. She's it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. They have a great relationship. Ashley, fucking yes. let's go. I want to hear um, this. I want to be, I want to be grossed out. I want to be disgusted. I want to be disturbed. It's not just, shift, baby. I want a single solitary tear to come down your cheek. Cause this is, this is one of those cases that the officers who were involved are never going to be the same afterwards. 
Um, so this, the way I'm going to describe it, it's going to be a lot of time jumps. We've got to go back in time to get you to where we are now. Okay. okay. Cause this, this case is so filled with a web of lies. So to start it off, I was on duty. It was October 9th, 2020. And I hear over the radio that there is a graphic, gruesome murder scene in the middle of New Boston, Texas. New Boston is about 15 minutes away from the city I was working in. And rural East Texas, we're all on the same county channel. So you're going to hear traffic from cities that you're not part of all day long. Okay. So um, we get a call about a woman um, stabbed to death. There's blood everywhere. It's super gross. Um, then about 20, 30 minutes later, another call comes over the radio. A state trooper has pulled over a woman in Decap, Texas, which is now 35 minutes away from where I'm at. And he says over the radio, this woman's just given birth on the side of the road. We've got an unresponsive baby. We need um, ambulance immediately. So I'm sitting there and I'm texting. Has birth, gives birth. Is that what you said? Yeah. You she's, said? Okay. Yes. The, it came over the radio. She's given birth on the side of the road. Okay. So my husband, who was a county deputy at the time, I text him and I'm like, hey, dude, um, I love crazy murder scenes. What's going on? Give me all the details. And he said, well, this woman was supposed to be pregnant and the baby's missing. So at that point, I know it clicked for me. Like, this sounds weird and strangely connected. And, you know, as cops do, hop in the group chat and we're like, guys, something's weird here. Something is not clicking. So that's where I was at that point. So you can get into my mind frame. Mm -hmm. So, so you, just like... So you've got a bit, you've got a woman, a gruesome murder scene. Yes. And now you've got a state trooper that's pulled somebody over that has just had a baby in the backseat of a car and it's unresponsive. In the front seat of the car. Front seat of the car, unresponsive. Yeah. Yes. So okay. that's where that's where we're at. That's where my mind is at. And you get in a group chat and say, baby. Hey, this is weird. We've got did, does everybody know that the state trooper's got somebody pulled over with a baby yes, in it? Yes, we Everybody on the radio knows we, we okay. all are on the same page. So hop in the group chat. Everybody is like, yeah, this, this shit's weird. And it sounds strangely connected. Mm -hmm. So I'm not original in my thought process. All of us is like, mm, something's, these are somehow connected. Yes. Cause how do you, how does a baby, an eight month, eight month gestation baby disappear from a womb during a murder? They don't just like vaporize. It's got to go somewhere. Right. right? So that's where I'm at. That's setting, setting the scene. Okay. So right now this, this case is in trial. Y'all are going to have to help guide me because I'm like going to jump all over the place. Okay. Um, Go for it. We are, we are in trial right now. Tomorrow is going to be day nine of testimony of this, um, of this murder trial. Okay. So enter into the story, our murder victim. Her name is Reagan Hancock. Reagan is a beautiful young woman in her early 20s, has a three-year-old daughter mm -hmm. and a new husband named Homer Hancock. Um, they're madly in love. They got married in like 2019. Their wedding photographer was named Taylor Parker. Taylor Parker becomes friends with this family. Okay. They're all like, everybody gets along, not close friends, but close enough that they ask her to photograph their wedding. Um, so we're like, okay, this is great. Come January, February of 2020, our victim, Reagan Hancock, finds out that her and Homer are, are pregnant. 
very excited. She's sharing it all over Facebook. Everybody knows that Reagan and Homer are pregnant and they're going to have a baby together. So that's, that's where we're at with that. And again, I'm going to jump one more time. Um, the opening statement from the Bowie County Assistant District Attorney, her name is Kelly Crisp. I know her. She is a beast in the courtroom. Like this woman will hurt your feelings so quick. She's amazing. She says, um, for their opening statement says, how did we get here? How did it get this far? Taylor Parker is an actress, an actress of the highest order. The lies and fraud go on and on. The layers of fraud are staggering. You're going to have to understand the fraud to understand what happened on October 9th, 2020. So, oh, okay. So this, is so this wasn't just a, a, a quick one-off without no. forethought. This is one of the most intricate, well-planned murders I have ever studied. And I've been in law enforcement eight years, nine years now. Um, very well-planned. Oh, so so. I like how you've Quentin Tarantino'd this story. Have so I? Have, yeah, because we have this like crazy murder scene. We've got this mm -hmm. pregnant woman in the backseat scene. I'm all locked in on that. Now we've jumped all the way to this court scene. Mm -hmm. And now we've got like this web of lies and deceit yes i'm fucking so, all in dude let's go right. so now that you guys know where we're going we have to take it all the way back to 2013 this take is where this this all begins in 2013 when um the suspect taylor parker is in high school so as a high school student taylor parker loved to tell lies loved to create drama that surrounded only her so she could have all the attention on her um so while she was in high school she faked a pregnancy faked a miscarriage hmm. um was one of those girls who if you had something going on she had something crazier going on all right so you break your toe taylor parker's broken her leg oh poor taylor it's constant do, do we know at this point ashley if um <clears throat> and maybe not, but, you know, is uh, like school counseling or any other resources, you know, do they have her on their radar at this point? Because these aren't just, you know, she's not just kind of a troublemaker or, you know, telling lies. She's if she's faking miscarriages and pregnancies and things like this at that kind of an age. Right. Yeah, we already know we got something going on. From what I understand, everybody just kind of wrote her off as a liar. They're like, okay. this, this girl's nuts. She's a liar. Whatever. Okay. Um, so she lies all through high school, graduates high school, um, gets married, okay, has a baby. So she's got one baby from her first marriage, gets divorced, marries again, um, gets pregnant, has a second baby. And all this, this is, is happening all, this is like in two years. Yeah, this is all within a two, maybe three year period right after high school. She may Holy have even gosh. been pregnant with her first child at the very end of high school. Because this girl was so desperate to have this baby and have this this crazy teen mom story, which I'm I'm gonna blame MTV for this one because like something has excited her, like maybe an opportunity to be on Teen Mom. I don't know, okay. but um, so we've got she's in her very early twenties, um, has two kids, two marriages. Okay, then she gets a job at an OBGYN clinic. Turns out small town shit turns out my OBGYN clinic the one i go to <laughs> wow yes. what's that for the for the leg because this is all first responders what's an OBGYN? um your baby doctor and your vagina doctor hmm. obstetrician gynecologist 
they're that... the ones that diddle you when your vagina is sad. Oh. Yeah. They they're make heroes. it happy. Yeah, make they make happy vaginas. So basically, I'm an OBGYN. <laughs> basically, no. not the thing that you are. You're I like make a, them happy. If, if this is our scenario, you're a podiatrist. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Okay. So, so she is working at an OBGYN clinic. She's a clerk up in the front, but to be up in the front, you got to know shit. You got to know about HIPAA. You have to know somebody comes in and says, hi, I'm here because I have a baby doctor appointment. You have to know the steps that are going to be taken. Like, okay, well, she's three months along. So it's time to schedule this kind of ultrasound. She's six months along, so we need to give her this type of drink to find out if she's got gestational diabetes. Like, she knows how to schedule these things, and she knows the process of Mm. pregnancy inside and out because she's a mom, too. So she, after her second child, she talks to her boss, the doctor, and she's like, you know what, dude? I don't want any more kids. Tie my tubes and burn them bitches. And the doctor's like, okay, cool. Yeah, I'll definitely do this for you. So she gets her tubes tied 2013, 2014. Well, Miss Taylor Parker ends up being pregnant for real after her tubes are tied. So that's called an ectopic pregnancy. Very, very dangerous. Um, So she ends up going in in 2015 to have surgery to get that ectopic pregnancy issue resolved. Um, I believe from what I remember from testimony, because I've gone to court, like I've been sitting in the courtroom listening to all this shit because I I don't have to, um, I'm not a cop anymore, so I can do whatever I want. Right. And I'm going to be a gross spectator and watch this shit unfold. So I go into Whoa. court. And speaking of which, when I'm in court and they're doing this testimony, guess who walks in? None other than my OBGYN as the expert witness. We lock eyes like, in the courtroom. You like call my like, <laughs> I didn't see my vagina. He's made yes. it. He's made it happy when it was made sad. It happy. Well, they entered him in as an expert witness, and I'm like, hey, <laughs> my doctor's an expert. This is awesome. Yeah, hey, <laughs> good choices for me. Yes. So um, he goes in, does a complete hysterectomy. Her hysterectomy removes the cervix, the uterus, and one of the oh, ovaries, wow. but leaves one ovary. That way, it still is able to emit estrogen. Um, because if he'd removed both, it would send her into early menopause in her early 20s and cause health issues in the future. For anyone who doesn't know, with the ectopic pregnancy, it's just whenever the fertilized egg implants anywhere outside of the uterus. And so that's why Ashley was saying it's very dangerous. You have to take care of this. There's no other place in the body, uh, no other anatomy, obviously, that's going to carry the baby. Usually that's the fallopian tube where it winds up and that's not strong enough. Um, And mom and baby's lives can be compromised. So that's probably why such an extreme measure was taken on his part in terms of the surgery. It sounds like, I don't know if they caught it a little bit late because that does seem kind of a bit like he took a lot, but yep. So just kind of catching y'all there. Yeah. Thanks. So she's like, she has no womb at all. Okay. Um, No way to have a baby. Doesn't want any more babies. Because remember, she volunteered to get her tubes tied. She voluntarily went above and beyond. I would call it above and beyond to prevent pregnancy. Instead of just birth control, she's like, tie them bitches. We're we're done. Yeah. Okay. So 2015, 2016, she leaves the OBGYN clinic, doesn't want to work there anymore. So she starts taking pictures. She starts being a mediocre photographer. And at some point within the next four to five years, meets... Reagan Hancock, our victim. 
they become friends on Facebook, very casual, like, hey, we've got mutual friends. We grew up in the same community. Let's just be friends on Facebook. And um, fair warning, just because you have mutual friends with somebody doesn't mean that they're <laughs> your actual friends. Doesn't I mean should you know go them. without saying. Um, so she, you know, they became friends. She's like, hey, dude, can you photograph my wedding? And Taylor's like, yeah, dude, I got you. Photographs a beautiful wedding, the wedding pictures. I hope to God that when the husband looks back on these wedding pictures, they're not tainted for him because the pictures are absolutely beautiful. And you can see how happy Oof. you can see how oh. happy Homer and Reagan are in these photos. I just don't know if I could get past it. I don't think I could. I think part of me would want to burn them, but like, that's your, that's your wedding day. Like that's, that's all you know. have left yeah. of your wife. But I mean, he's got to have other pictures. I don't know. I know. Ugh. Yeah. It's wild. So, Victim Taylor Parker meets a boyfriend named Wade Griffin. Wade Griffin, she's like obsessed with him. This is all happening end of 2019. This is when Reagan and Homer get married. Taylor meets Wade Griffin. She tells Wade, hey, I'm super rich. I have millions and millions of old oil money um, locked in a trust fund um, that I'm currently in a legal battle with my mother for. She's, um, she's like, I've got all this money. Let's buy 1,500 acres um, here in the county of pe in pecan tree forests, and we can create a pecan business. And it's going to be wonderful. I'm going to give you everything you wanted. And Wade is a good old country boy. He's like, hell yeah, 1,500 acres. I can go hunt hogs, hunt deer. I can sell pecans. Everything's going to be great. He's all in. Um, but then Wade Griffin's brother and his wife get pregnant. So from what the mother says, Wade Griffin's mother sounds like um, Taylor got a little bit jealous. So Taylor decides to tell Wade that she's pregnant. Remember, Taylor has no uterus. Okay. One ovary tells Wade she's pregnant. So let me well, no, like in Wade's yeah. defense. I wouldn't fucking know. Like, I don't know the anatomy of a woman that well. Yeah. I would just be like, oh, yeah, man, miracle baby. Yeah. So looking at court testimony, Angela Pate of Sims, Texas. Sims is also part of this little community. Um, met Parker in 2019 while Griffin was working with her husband. Um, Pate testified to the court that Taylor Parker feared that Wade Griffin was going to leave her. She says she was obsessed with Wade and you could tell he didn't feel the same way. She was trying to buy him. When she was with him, she would totally glow and light up a whole room. He was everything to her and she would do anything for him. So these she... are also, keep in mind, I'm not trying to interrupt you, but on a side no, note, these are all very extreme behaviors, right? Consistently extreme behaviors. So yes if we had her in high school faking miscarriages and pregnancies, and then mm -hmm. she winds up having the pregnancies that she always wanted. And then she took, you made even a point on it and a, a tubal ligation to have her tubes tied, especially mm -hmm. at that young of an age, that is an extreme measure. So you can look at it as positive or negative, but that's not what you, that's not a normal grab. That's kind of a, it's a, um, if you, if a woman has already had just had a C-section and while they're in there, they tie the tubes. It's not such a big deal outside of that. It's, it's, more it's of a, a procedure right this yeah, is absolutely so, a surgery and so we're looking at an extreme measure from early teenage years throughout she has the babies and now 
so to say that she's fixated on him and she just loves him so much, right? We can all see through, this is not love. We're looking at some sort of a psychosis. Like she's not mm-hmm. been mentally ill and it looks like it's only getting worse. And it always begs the question, where are the parents? What are the parents like in this situation? Right. And that's why I even spoke yeah. up to ask about the ca- the counselors in school. Like, does anyone have mm-hmm. this child on her radar at any point coming up? Um mm-hmm. You know. No, but if, if I had to give her a mental diagnosis and know that I'm not a professional, but I am a grad student um, in clinical mental health counseling. So my word right now is absolute shit. It is not the word of a licensed counselor, but she's giving me borderline personality disorder, borderline. Yeah. Of the worst kind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like, I mean, deep. why do you think borderline personality disorder is so big right now? Why, why is it like every single day I talk to somebody? I'm serious, dude. Every day I meet somebody that has a borderline personality disorder and unless an they're misdiagnosed. That's, I mean, borderline is not to be mes- borderline is not to be confused with with a lot of other. If somebody's saying that, oh, I have anxiety and borderline, like usually people aren't walking around saying I have borderline personality disorder. That comes out in much more extreme measures, and it can. It can. I remember taking care of a, a teenager with it at one point, and a lot of times. And Ashley, you can speak on this um, with whatever clinicals and things that you've done at this point. But like, um, not necessarily a flat affect, but a a very unfazed mm-hmm. affect, right? Um, yeah. And then these very extreme. Uh, I say very extreme. That might be a little much compared to some of the other mental disorders, but you see the lying the lying is extreme and borderline it's Um, it's extreme for people outside of the person's own mind and their own mind it's it's their truth and it's it kind of flirts with the idea of schizophrenia a little bit it's not it can be confused yeah it's not voices inside your head it's your own specific lies that you've created that you believe and then when it comes time to get caught up you have to figure out a way to continue that lie because the anxiety that you would feel of getting caught in the lie overwhelms any reasonable thought. And if you have a personality disorder, you cannot, you don't realize it. So anyone with an actual personality disorder, you can't, you can't tell them that they have it. You can tell them they can't fathom that that's true. Oh, she's been, she's been getting told that for the past two weeks. She knows now at this point, she's got to know that. Well, she might have been getting told, right? But like in their own mm-hmm. head, they can't align that with their own reality, that, that anything yeah. is them. Yeah, it's 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 wild. And I mean, everybody knew that she was nuts. Everybody knew that these lies were continuous and they were extreme. And the fact that they began during her teenage years when she was at like, you know, development during adolescence, this is another thing that makes me believe that this is borderline personality disorder is at the time when the, the extreme lies begin to emerge. Yeah. So there were a lot of friends and family have come and testified. So all of this information is quickly coming out, but it's coming out in clusters. Like um, one of the things that um, that one of the friends said She says that um, Taylor Parker told this friend, Angela, that Taylor Parker's mother was angry that the oil money, the fake oil money, because remember she said she was an heiress to oil, um, was going to Parker and put a hit out on her with the Mexican mafia. Um, Angela said that Griffin would not leave Taylor Parker after the news came out about the supposed hit. Okay. So keep in Mm -hmm. mind, if if you're Wade Griffin, you start dating this girl at the end of 2019 and then it's bam, bam, bam. 
I'm an heiress. There's a hit on me for the Mexican mafia. I have millions of dollars, but don't worry, babe, because I'm going to buy you 1500 acres of good old country boy land. And I'm going to take care of you once this shit settled. That's what I used to tell guys at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> and they still wouldn't take her home. <laughs> it's, a gr- it's a great pickup line. Can you maybe imagine? She's like, go- she's like I'll, I can get you $1,500. Maybe I should go with like peaches or something, acres. right? No. What They're was like, that? Nah, I said, maybe I should it. go with peaches or something. Uh, peaches would be good. I would marry you for 1,500 acres of peaches. Let's do it. And that shit. And turn it into peach, peach moonshine and everything. Okay, so um, Angela Pate testified that Taylor Parker was very convincing about all of this and would show text messages that were allegedly from law enforcement regarding the investigation of the Mexican Mafia hit. Um, So Wade Griffin told Angela Pate's um, husband that he felt he couldn't leave her with everything that was going on with Taylor's mom and that they were allowing Taylor and Wade to hide out at their house and that she would come in the morning um, to their house and stay until Wade got off because there were undercover officers that were watching her. Now, what she's done here is she's got like a spoof phone app where you can create fake numbers. She's created 15, I believe the, t- the final total was 15 different people who um, were part of this uh, law enforcement ring protecting this oil heiress. Wow. So, I mean, she invested all of her time into these lies. Um, One of the lies, I can't find exactly where it was, but one of the things that I had heard about was um, the Mexican mafia came by and shot at her house and that law enforcement was texting her like, you did the right thing. You stayed where you're supposed to go. We were watching the whole time. They tried to kick in your door, but we got them. Like just wild shit. Like Gosh, she's just like making these stories up in her brain or something. Yes, and they sound wild, but then she's like, "No, dude, here's the text message. I've got it right here. I've got it right here. I've got here's that burner phone, dude." Instead yes. of doing that, she should just like, if you got a personality a disorder and you're yeah, write a fucking book. Like if you got a personality <laughs> disorder and you're coming up with these grandiose bullshit uh, scenarios, just sit down and start writing. Write a book. Can you imagine owning a um, like a publishing firm and you only cater to like you could solve so many world problems. Borderline personality disorder. Yeah, you have borderline personality disorder. Come to our ranch. It's a it's a writer's retreat. Tell us all of your grandiose ideas, and we'll. I mean, that's that's. Hey, maybe we're onto something, lady. I mean, I feel like I just saved the world, but I'm not sure. Like, I'm, I'm there. I'm close. Until your until your publishing house has been burned down. And then that they does write a whole new story, story about that. This oh, does well, happen they, in this book. Foreshadowing. Oh. Foreshadowing. Okay. Maybe I should yes. write a book. <laughs> <laughs> you, you've got all the qualities that Ashley and I want in our publishing firm that you and I are starting. Yeah. You know what? You're going to be house manager. You can be house mom. <laughs> oh, I'll be living here. That's the only thing You're I can get. Cold. She'd have to be the house grandma. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, Oh man, this this shit's so wild. I'm trying. Like I'm, I've got all. Okay, of my but like now you've got me like really invested because now we've got Mexican mafias, we've got oil yes. rig, oil ring. Well, fuck you, me, money. We've got now. You're saying something's about to get burned down. I want to tell Ashley that movie. I do commiserate with you right now, and I do feel a little bit bad because now I'm able to kind of be Eric in this scenario and just like you're trying so hard to keep a timeline and tell a straight <laughs> story, and I'm just coming up with some bullshit like. Um, so I'm sorry. Cause I know how you feel in this moment. Trust no, me. No, it's perfect. I love it when you interrupt me and ask questions because then I can like recenter. Cause I've got, 
I've got my notes and then I've got eight days of trial testimony pulled up on the side of my screen right now. That's you, girl. You're doing great. We're on, we're on day three. Okay. <laughs> this, is day three guys. this is an amazing case, dude. We're going to so have excited. a sleepover we're like continue. The, we're the I first can't. podcast to ever have this true crime story on it. So we're, we're going to be the OGs. Making history. I want the Lifetime movie so bad. I want to be in the Lifetime movie if I'm Ooh. honest. Like, I feel like you could be a grandiose liar on film. I, I could be like, I'm really, I want to be Wade. I want to be Wade. I want to be Wade. I want to be bought in on your shit. <laughs> it would be phenomenal. You'd, you'd make a great Wade. I'm just going to make pecan pies. You could be the, you could be the aunt who's just like, I don't know. That little girl's got something going on, but she brings me pecans. So <laughs> <laughs> I just throw them at Is her. Is that what she, she said away. in the trial? No, it's what I imagine oh, happens. Okay. I, I imagine Andrea just being that girl on the set that brings us sandwiches. So you could be craft services. I'm good yeah. at that. Okay, so here we are. We're at uh, where? Where do we leave off at? I don't know. We left off uh, Mexican mafia. Mexican yes. mafia, and then she. Oh, the burner uh, phone with the police. The fake. Right. The police, police are like all, all in on this lie. Yes. So, so oh. during testimony, Kelly Crisp, who is my hero um asks this witness who's testifying about all this shit about the mexican mafia um asks her like can taylor be normal if things are going her way she can make decisions to be normal and this woman says yes um, and that she knows right from wrong and she yeah. says taylor is not crazy she is as normal as me and you okay so this is somebody different this is deanna parker deanna parker is the mother to taylor parker's second husband hunter parker so the reason okay. she's saying that she doesn't believe that Taylor's crazy is because while they were living there, um, they were would just be women together, cook meals and shop and hang out and just be mother-in-law and daughter-in-law and that everything was normal and fine. But that um, Taylor had told him she'd gone to nursing school. Turns out she never finished nursing school, um, but she did not see any progressive decline in Taylor's behavior. And that lying were lying was part of her normal behavior, and um, that it's just they just kind of accepted it. They're like, "All right, she's crazy, but our son loves her, and I want a relationship with my son, so I'm just gonna act like." Yeah, we had a guy that I deployed with a long time ago who was just an notorious. I mean, just such a bad liar, and this <laughs> that's all he would do. He would just constantly lie. He was like, "Yeah, when we were in Iraq, and we we're like, dude, we already know that you've never been to Iraq. Like, we've already." <laughs> Like he had so shoulder surgery, but he would tell people that he got shot in the shoulder. Like he, we, we, we lived together. Like he served with us and we'd be out at the bar and he would be telling somebody that he got shot in the shoulder and show them the scars and like all this stuff. And we're like, bro, we're all right here. Right. Like, like knowing that you, we could know that they didn't fucking happen. Like, you know, that we know that didn't fucking happen. Yeah. I came, you know, I deployed to Kuwait. I was at Arif John and we had people come back and claim that they had PTSD from Arif John. And I'm like, I mean, I totally get it. There were days that the swimming pool wasn't open. You know, it was it was hard times, you know, sometimes hard like, to file that paper in that manila envelope. Some people disgust me. Speaking of people disgust me, Taylor Parker, this girl. So we, we know all about the issues with the ranch. I'm looking at this right now. Um, she's created a character called Uncle Butch. OK, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> what? This Uncle is Butch. who I want to be in the Lifetime movie. Okay, <laughs> yeah. that's fun. All right, so Uncle Butch um, yes. starts texting her, okay? 
Uncle Butch is trying to help her get the money away from like out of this legal battle between her and her mom. So Uncle Butch texts her and is like, yeah, we're trying to do whatever we can to um, help your mom out and get your mom taken care of. Um, fast forward, she ends up telling people that her mother has been arrested for these Mexican mafia hits mm -hmm. and ultimately commits suicide in jail. Her oh. mother is still very much alive. Oh, okay. So That's moving, piece, moving on, we've got pretend dead mom now. Okay. So we move on to day four of the trial where we talk a little bit more about the spoof phones. So now we got to jump back to 2011 with her first husband, Way Casey. So Taylor is known by a different name, Taylor Way Casey at this point, back in 2011 to 2018. Okay. Um, this guy knows all about Taylor's lies. And he's like, yeah, I divorced her, want nothing to do with her. But shit's weird. Let me text her new boyfriend and tell him that she's crazy. So people start to let new boyfriend Wade Griffin know, hey, um, the girl you're dating is a liar and she's crazy. But they they don't just outright say it to his face because Taylor is so conniving and so smart. She is, you have to understand this suspect is incredibly smart, well-planned execution of all of her, her lies. Like everybody believed her. Law enforcement believed her. Everybody believes her lies. Jack she, Johnson wrote a song about her. Yeah, she's Stop got- it. That's a great song. Do not even. It's one of my favorite. Girl, Taylor, it's called Taylor. Complain, explain Ooh, ideas in my brain. brain. Okay, don't do that. Poor Taylor. Oh she man, she just wanders around. Yeah. All right. Enough. Enough. By Bye. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Sometimes we break into song. No, you're fine. Because you never heard "Poor Taylor" by Jack Johnson? This no. is called "Night Shift," the musical. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> fucking. So awful. she's Taylor is conniving, so conniving that they, yes. and I, this is what I don't get. Actually, it's like. If if you were caught up in a relationship, like I've had a friend that was caught up in a in a crazy fucking relationship, and I literally said to his face, "It's fucking dumb, dude. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, knock it off. Yeah, it's not gonna end well." And he didn't listen, but it's okay. I feel good about myself because I I was able to Try. say like, you know, I was able to say my piece. But yeah, why don't other people pull these people? Like, why are people afraid to yank somebody up that's not crazy? And say, dude, what you're getting involved in right now is really crazy. Like, I don't care how good that pussy is. She's fucking crazy. Back mm -hmm. out. I wish I had the answer. It's It just sounds like a bunch of people who wanted desperately to mind their own business and not get involved yes. in some crazy bullshit. Precisely. And also because the eyeballs. Like, you can tell with a woman real fast. You know what I'm saying? Did you see about the picture yes. that I sent you? I did. We'll put... Uh, do put we it have on Instagram. To put up? I, I don't okay, have yeah. it here to put okay. up. I'll put it on Instagrammies. Okay. So now that we have the whole backstory, you guys have a really good opinion of who Taylor Parker is at this point, right? Yeah, so we now, we're gonna, now we're going to get into this fake pregnancy. So enter into January of 2020. Wade Griffin, his brother, and his brother's wife find out they're pregnant. Wade Griffin's mother testifies that she thinks that Taylor got jealous that all the attention was on the brother and the wife. And she's like, you know what? I'm pregnant too. Absolutely. It's crazy. It's a miracle. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. Mm -hmm. So 
she puts on Facebook and I remember seeing all this stuff again, we run in the same circles. So I've, I've seen all this stuff. I think, you know, we're like, I'm not going to say any names, but like we have, like we have mutual friends where I'm able to see this stuff. So, um, she puts on Facebook, me and waiter expecting, we're so excited publicly for everybody to see. Now, keep in mind, a lot of people know that this girl nearly died of an ectopic pregnancy years prior. Whoa. So she starts blocking everybody, all of her family, all of her close friends are all blocked from her page. Can't and whenever, whenever anybody questions her after she's made this pregnancy announcement, she just says that they just want my, they just want my oil money. They're just trying to discredit me because they're, we're still on this huge legal battle. Okay. So she's announced that she's pregnant. So during this pregnancy, things are about to get pretty dark really quick. So warning, if you're weirded out by this stuff, maybe first of all, don't listen to this podcast ever because we're gross people and we'll tell you everything. <laughs> so yeah, yeah but, particularly like infant loss guys. Yeah, <clears throat> that's yeah, a serious this, little side note. So yeah, definitely this is, it's about to get bad. So Taylor Parker announces she's pregnant. So there begins the research. So one of the Texas State Trooper special agents, his name is Dustin Estes. He's actually a really wonderful guy. Again, I know all these people. This is my community. He, um, Dustin Estes is um, freaking genius when it comes to researching and diving into Google histories, phone numbers, things like that. So he, um, he, after all this happens, he goes back. So beginning of the pregnancy, Taylor Parker starts Googling OBGYN clinics. She's looking for all the clinics around the area, looking for maternity warehouses where she can go and buy clothes and stuff, hangs out in the parking lot and watches pregnant women enter and leave, writes down their license plates, goes home, Googles license plates. We believe in an attempt to try to figure out where these pregnant women live, find them on Facebook, try to figure out how far along they are. This is nine months prior, eight months prior to the day of the murder. Okay. So we go all the way back here. All Whoa, right. So she's fucking gonna. Okay. All so right. Keep going. We'll start with the Google history. Now she's continuously announcing Facebook updates um, about her pregnancy announces that it's a girl, all this other stuff. She announces that it's a girl. Let me pause that because I'm jumping. I'm getting too excited. Okay. Does she know so, the race of the baby yet at this point? <laughs> yes, because it's She's determined to race, yeah. The baby daddy's name is Wade. Come on. <laughs> you get one shot, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, she's Googling all of this stuff. Let me try to get back on track. Um, okay. This, this She's Googling the, the license plates. So it's, yeah, yeah, it's interesting plates. to think about this. There have been, you know, movies made about these types of things. Uh, and this one is, this one is real life, yeah. but. Uh, and it's not original. This is not the first time that this has ever happened. Cause when I started doing research on this, my Google research, I put like fetal abduction. This is the official title of this. This is a fetal abduction case. And um, it's, not super common, but it's happened multiple times to where it returned several different Google searches for me. But um, as she's announcing this on Facebook, she claims that she's receiving care from Titus Regional Medical Center, aka my OBGYN 
also known as the place she used to work at. Due to HIPAA, they cannot release, hey, homegirl doesn't have a uterus. She cannot be pregnant. Okay. They can't put any of that information what out. What the fuck? They're, they're still friends with her on Facebook. They're seeing this stuff and they're like, um, they message her and say, hey, can you get our name out of your mouth? Because we know you don't have a uterus. Quit tying us to this. Okay. She, I mean, they can't. Why can't they just get on? I don't think it's a HIPAA violation to get on and say, hey, guys, she's misrepresenting our business and, and our client. She is not a patient of ours at this time. What do you think, Andrea? Andrea, I can't say your name. Um, <laughs> think of Andre the Giant and then add an uh at the end. Um, okay. <laughs> but you know more about HIPAA than I do. So, like, yeah, th they can say, they can come back to say, um, in a very, very vague way, kind of what Eric said, um, we feel that we were being misrepresented. But even if they did, I'm not sure that that bodes well for them anyway. I'm not sure that them coming back and doing that on social media helps them anymore. Attention. It just draws more attention to it. And now you've kind of got this little catty thing going back and forth. And then God knows what she would say after that. They were probably more within their rights just to kind of keep their mouth shut and hope it blows over and probably just hope that she'd stop um now they can uh they can ugh, i was gonna say i mean they can obviously drop her and her not be a patient of theirs uh i'm not sure that they can publicly say that she is or isn't though they couldn't because so this was all they happening definitely couldn't during, say that she was yeah. i don't know if they could say she wasn't but i think the answer is no um from what i remember from testimony whenever people would call to try to confirm that she was a patient there they would say we can't release this information well now that they cannot do that they cannot answer um mm -hmm. a question mm -hmm. at all so and it also makes me wonder if she wasn't still technically a patient of theirs even if they weren't seeing her yeah um, so what worked amazing in her favor during all of this was she was allegedly pregnant during covid so in COVID, you couldn't bring friends and family mm -mm. to the OBGYN clinic for, for scans. So she tells all this to Wade, the baby daddy. Hey, I would love for you to be you with me through this go. whole process, but oh, you can't go. It's no. very sad. You have to wait in the parking lot while I go into the clinic. So from testimony, the hospital or the clinic staff said, look, we didn't think this was going to end in murder. We really believe that she was just going to fake a miscarriage because that's when women announce pregnancy, that is not real. Typically, they'll say that, oh, I had a miscarriage. How very sad for me. So they let her just kind of hang out in the waiting room? Like, um, from what I understand, no. So this clinic is is huge. So okay. this clinic has three floors. And like the bottom okay. floor is like a, um, I think it's like a physical like therapy a center. And yeah. there's a huge, there's a lobby. And then like, it's I know, like a women's spa there too. Like I know that the women's center um that we used to go to like it the first floor was like you said it was like some kind of like physical therapy or something like i don't know but it's, the second floor was like a women's health spa no this definitely isn't a spa <laughs> and then the top floor was where the ob like the doctors and you're like you know where you could like get the ultrasound for your baby they have, a, stuff, they have a suite there so like it's it's like a multi-service medical facility sure. And so the OBGYN clinic is on the second or third floor. I'm, I'm, I'm walking through it. Like yeah, you get yeah. off the elevator, you turn to the right. And but so she could get lost in the way. shuffle. She could be there yeah. and they don't know that she's nobody would sitting know. there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, nobody That's like the women's center that we went to was the same way. Like I said, especially they're all wearing masks. So it's also true. 
Yes. So they're all wearing masks. Um, I believe at one point she did go into the clinic and asked for all of her medical records and told them she no longer wanted to be a patient there. Either they had dropped her and said, come get your medical records or she withdrew, um, withdrew her own medical records and said like, I don't want to be with you guys anymore. And the clinic, the, um, clerk at the front was like, dude, like I've been knowing you, (laughs) you're not, you can't be pregnant. She's like, well, it's another ectopic pregnancy and it's, it's very dangerous and it's in my abdomen. Like, so random baby is just growing in the abdomen. Let me make it very, very clear that that is physically impossible. That that's not a thing that with an attitude like that, it's impossible. (laughs) Well, I mean, you could do all things through Christ. Yes. (laughs) However, this is just going to not be one of those things. It can't, I will say that the, the conceit, the fertilized egg can travel in some wazoo places. But my point to this is, okay. So if she's, she's saying this to the person who works there, who knows Mm -hmm. her kind of personally, yes, the person who works there, whether or not they're supposed to can easily look up her records and verify that very Mm -hmm. quickly. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, yeah, it's it's got no path because she could court, say, well, she could say it's in her ankle and it, it doesn't matter. Like, this yeah, chick could like look it up, you know? Yeah. So when they were when I was in court watching this shit go down, doctor, his name's Christopher Mason. He's his name's out there for the public. So Dr. Mason's up there and the defense is like, but could could she have been pregnant? Could this have been like a miracle abdominal pregnancy? And Dr. Mason's like, no. You have to have an egg travel down the fallopian tube. She has no egg. womb. Like she, she doesn't have a path for the egg to go through. It can't. She even has the exit. one uterus, right? Like, and we're done. Like the one yeah. uterus. There's no. It's, we have no. There's no backup there. uterus. Yeah. It's you're done. So he's like, no. There's like 100 percent chance that she's not pregnant. It's not happening. Um, so she withdraws her medical records and um, goes about her business goes to fakeababy.com, see if they can sponsor, see if they can sponsor Failure to Stop. It's a thing, by the way, Eric. That is an fake, actual... Fakeababy.com? You yes. can buy prosthetic bellies. Mm-hmm. Um, Are you Googling it right now? Yes. Yeah, go to fakeababy.com. That's where she ordered her fake baby. And um, she made fake ultrasounds. She used her ultrasounds from her first two pregnancies and Photoshopped them to change the dates and change her name because... First pregnancy, she was Taylor Way Casey. Now she's Taylor Parker. Okay, so she's oh got like. Oh my god! Yeah, listen to this. Be blessed. <laughs> listen to custom, fake ultrasound on mm-hmm. sale right now. Mm-hmm. A three strip, fourteen ninety nine. Singles at only nine ninety five. I could get on Facebook test. right. I was gonna say I could get on Facebook right now and get a fake pregnancy test. What One that you can hell? actually pee on, and it yep. will give you the two lines regardless. Fake pregnant belly and fake bump. Those mm-hmm. are on sale right. There's a huge sale across the site right now. Nineteen ninety nine. Because they're really they're probably really popular because of the trial right now. And there's a Christmas sale. What in Christmas the actual sale? Fuck. Why? Why do they do this? I guess one, it says right, right, right here. The market, uh, dude. It's a market. Yeah, it's like, a, why, why would you not? gag ever prank your friend. Like, how far are you going to go with this prank and this it's gag? gag. It's not a gag. April my Fool's first thought classic would be, looking 3D fake ultrasound sonograms. Well, April Fool's, even though I think it's a terrible joke, but the unless a woman oh, is desperately, shit. clearly, again, this is mentally unstable, but trying to keep mm-hmm. some sort of relationship going and using that as a, I don't, I don't know. What about the babies you sent me the other day though, Eric? 
Oh than... yeah, 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 yeah. I did. did. There was yeah. I don't. Now uh, mm, we don't even need to talk about it. There's a uh, well. Actually, we can talk about because you're into that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. They now make um, infant mock-ups. You know, like what we a can. baby looks like in your stomach. Oh, the ba- the butthole babies. Yes, and you can put a baby in your butthole, but it's like mm-hmm. packaged and marketed as like carry on that special feeling of having a baby inside of you forever and always with the new fetal butthole. So I sent. So on, I'm like cooking Andrea dinner the other night, and I it was actually a three pack, and they were all different sizes and different colors. Is what? You Why did me. you not bring them for show and tell? Like I want to <laughs> no, see. No, not the product. He sent me a, like the order form, like the uh, oh. where I can go online and get them. Okay, but could you order one just so you? I wanted you to hold it up next to your face so I can see like what kind of size. I'm not are we holding about a baby here? butt plug next to my face. <laughs> okay, I need you to do it for me though. Like this is for science, and I need yeah, you to get science. on board as a professional. As right. a professional, I need it to know. It speaks highly to both of our professions. We're doing a <laughs> we're doing a stellar job here. Gotta know. I gotta know how big it is because hey, there I... were three different sizes. It was a small medium. So, I'm not joking. Yeah, no, I'll, they I'll had put them that like, on spooned them. in the like boop boop boop. Yep. Oh gosh. So this go this girl gets on. Guess which one was the biggest? Go ahead. I'm sorry. Which one was the biggest? (laughs) Which one was the biggest? Definitely not the Asian one. Go just keep just I don't I need to be in the role of telling the story because I don't do good doing this. I can't stop. Um (laughs) so she goes to fakeababy.com and what does she buy? She buys a baby bump. Okay. She buys why doesn't she just why doesn't she just like indulge herself in some like she needs it you fast. Know, quesadillas from the local cantina and just get fat quickly. And, I actually and have the answer to that. Oh, so okay. when Taylor Parker was in high school, she was a little fat kid. Like, okay. so she was fat, lost a shit ton of weight, was actually looking really good. Like okay. as far as mugshots go compared to like pictures of her from high school that I've seen. Like she does look better. Like she's on a scale of one to Casey Anthony. What do you give her? Casey Um, Anthony being the hottest, of course. Well, she's gained probably close to a hundred pounds since she's been arrested. So pre-arrest Taylor, I would probably put her like maybe at Charlize Theron playing Eileen Warnos. Okay. Like mm. we're right there. Like so this, like that's a, that's a kind, solid three and a half. Kind kind of hot. Like you can see like hey that's Potential. Charlize Theron under there, but you've got crazy eyes, and I'm not mm. I'm not really feeling it. So like, she's like definitely a Kentucky seven. Yeah, she's a Kentucky seven for sure. Uh, a Kuwait a Kuwait eight. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. But only after like six months in. Yeah. Like you got to get the. That's what I mean. A Kuwait eight, eight months in, you'd fuck her. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah Kuwait eight. That's where she's yeah. at. Yes. Eight, eight months. Yeah. Yeah. So she's okay. gained. Like when I saw her in court the other day, I didn't recognize her because I'm just kind of like, like, who's this? She entered, and I'm like, you're. She's not really Taylor pregnant. Now. <laughs> she got pregnant like, in prison. Surprise. Maybe. Watch so that. She's got, she's she's get, she gets the fake baby bump. Yeah, she gets a big um, baby bump. Which you can get in all sorts of colors too. Mm-hmm. So and st- like sees on Facebook that Reagan Hancock's pregnant. Sends Reagan a message on Facebook's like, "Oh my God, girl, we're both pregnant at the same time. How wild is that?" So they start a close friendship. So at that point, I'm guessing that the Google searches for license plates and trying to figure out where people live 
ceases. She's found her victim. Wow. So she has a big gender reveal party after after Reagan Hancock announces that she's having a little girl. Taylor Parker announces that she's having a little girl. Does a gender reveal and everything. Does a maternity shoot. Um, Texts the photographer, oh, I love Western style photos. And let's see, for our viewers, I'll just throw this up here since we don't have the gift. I'll of post Elijah them all because... on our Instagram too. I'll put them all on our Instagram on Tuesday, uh, on yeah. Tuesday night. Yeah. This is her maternity shoot with oh, baby. Oh my God. That's a great fake baby bump. She's not that ugly. I mean, she's. Oh, wait. I was looking at the horse. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So this girl, <laughs> fake a baby. Okay. She's got this fake baby bump. I don't know how many baby bumps she got. Um, but what is curious to me yeah. is like, if you're living with this man that you say that you're pregnant by, right. um, is he not touching you? Because during my pregnancy, like, right. I I was letting, I was showing, I, my belly was hanging out. I was letting. Same. And I wonder if she wasn't it. just feigning like extreme sickness or anything, right? To keep him away from her body. I have no idea. Because it's, it's COVID. That one thing don't I can don't come of. near me. I don't want my baby. Yeah, I'm immunocompromised because I'm pregnant. It's COVID, right? Like she could have, we know that she's experienced. She's yeah. well versed in lying and manipulation. Mm -hmm. So who knows, yeah. you wow. know. That is I, yep. crazy, dude. What I mean, and so is she living with Wade at this time? Yeah, they're living together. Um, then at some point, come on, Wade. You the house. That's at some too. point, the house catches on fire. Okay, so keep in mind, Call we've it. still got the whole Mexican mafia hit out on her, right? So this is all still going on. This secret oil money plot is still going on. Our viewers are probably like, this is all over the place. This is <laughs> no, amazing. I'm all great. in on this, dude. This okay, is like awesome. the best night shift I've ever had in my whole life. Thanks. Thanks. Just kidding. So, thanks. You've done a thanks. few good ones. So um, <laughs> she claims she claims that the Mexican mafia lights her house on fire. Um, arson investigator for Bowie County goes to check out the house and is like, yeah, dude, this was started with like a lighter. They found like a lighter by the house. Um, like, yeah, this is definitely arson. So I believe they move in with her mother or with Wade's mother. Cause remember her mother allegedly committed suicide in jail. Mm -hmm. She could have come so, back to life. Yeah. So I'm, I'm on day four of the trial still. Um, so let me get let me get back to where I was. I'm so sorry. I'm a well, no, no. So she she's she's <laughs> she's done doing the license plate searches. She's found yes. her victim. She's she knows what she's done. Now she's lit her fucking house on fire, but we don't know why. Yeah, just um, yeah. Oh, this is. Let me make sure we get okay. I'm done with day four. Arson 100 goes hand in hand with a lot of. Um, oh yeah. It's psychosis. the holy trifecta of psychosis. Like you want to strangle small animals as a child, light shit on fire and have your head bumped as a kid. And that and is how bed. you birth a serial killer. Yes. Wet the bed. That's, that's the, the unholy formula for creating a murderer. And Start I only know this. I feel like this is the, dude. that's what you got to put. You need to put that like the starter pack. Like I will make you guys a little picture thing. Murder starter pack. Yeah. Yeah. The unholy trifecta. This is the unholy trifecta of podcast, by the way. The three Apparently. of us. Yes. So um the mom <laughs> the mom of Wade Griffith says she started sawing seeing red flags immediately in this relationship. 
So um, she says that. Imagine that. Uh, <laughs> let's see. She says that um, Wade asked her if a pregnancy would look differently on someone who had a tummy tuck because Taylor had a tummy tuck after she lost all her weight. And the mom told Wade, hey, that's not true, but that Wade wasn't convinced. Um, at one point, um, Connie Griffin, mother of Wade Griffin, testified about her suspicions when financial problems began to arise for the couple. Wade and Parker, Taylor Parker bought a new Nissan Altima for Connie and drove it into her driveway to surprise her. She had no idea where the money came to purchase the vehicle, but, um, you know, Taylor says that she's got money from the oil field right um so connie griffin calls the dealership is like hey i just want to know some information about this car and they're like um yeah that car has not been paid for <laughs> surprise <laughs> surprise they surprise. have no money they have no money so it does it does sound like wade um i don't feel like he's the sharpest tool in the shed here but it sounds like mm -hmm. there's something he's suppressing questions that he has because if he comes out to ask his mother hey would it look this way on someone mm -hmm. with a tummy tuck, right? Like he's starting, he's having questions. Like maybe she's poking her belly. Like maybe she's like pushing her belly yeah, out when she shows him. The point is like, you wouldn't, if that's your person and whatever, you're just not, you're not going to be like, hey mom, does this sound right? right? So I think that mm -hmm. he is starting to question things. He's probably yes. suppressing a lot of his questions. You know, he'd so, rather keep his rose colored glasses on. As as he's questioning, it, questioning this stuff, he calls the Mount Pleasant clinic, the OBGYN clinic and asks, um, let's see, he asks um, if he can have some information on Taylor Parker's pregnancy because he's the father of the child. Um, one of the employees who ended up taking the stand says that she testified that Wade Griffith called the clinic a couple of times, but no one could give him any information. Taylor Parker had made it very clear that none of her information was allowed to go out. So for those that don't know, when you go to the clinic and you, um, you can fill out forms like who is allowed to receive information on you. Like for me, I would fill, I would put in my husband's information because anything you're going to tell me, if you can't get a hold of me, call him. You know, if there's something going on with the right. baby, call my husband. Well, she made it to where nobody could receive her information and they have to honor that um, regardless. So the hospital is starting to get really suspicious because we've had a gender reveal and it seems like she's going through with this. So the hospital alerts, um, Texarkana or the clinic alerts Texarkana Hospital, Mount Pleasant Hospital, all the hospitals in the area. Hey, um, there might be a woman show up to try to take a baby from the um, from the nursery. Oh, um, so shit. They, they still don't think that this is going to be murder. They're starting to get suspicious that she's going to walk into the hospital and still a baby that's been properly mm -hmm. birthed and cared for. Dude, what's the problem? Just like snatch it. Like I just call this bitch out. Send yeah. cops over there and be like, look, we know what you're doing and you're lying and you're full of shit. They you think you're gonna steal a baby. You're fucking a crime your hasn't a crime hasn't taken place. Occurred. It's not, it it's not a like crime. I would I don't I don't need a crime to occur for me but to it, pull up next to a prostitute so here's and say, what. I know what you're doing and you're not gonna do it tonight while I'm working. But listen, because under law enforcement, you can say I have a I have enough reason of suspicion, right? I have enough X, Y, and Z to either make moves, make charges, issue a search warrant, do whatever. As a hospital, they can say they can't do a lot out of sometimes they can if they feel like she's going to harm herself or others they can make an emergency call to um to psych they can't commit her involuntarily she is an adult 
So all they can do, and they have to have good reason or, you know, have it on authority or she has proclaimed to them herself that she wants to harm someone else or herself. Outside of that, there's literally nothing. They can't be like, well, we think she might do this. I would just call her on they the phone. Uh, just I, as the manager of the hospital, I call her on the phone. Like, Look, I don't to know. To what, what end, thinking, though? So what, so what do you think? She's this crazy already. If they think she's going to walk into a nursery on an L&D floor and take a baby, yeah. what's a phone call going to do mm-hmm. if you call her? And, and it goes. Well, I think sometimes she'd be like, oh, well, I can't go steal a baby from there because they just called I her. think the most important part out of all of this information is that not even in their wildest dreams did they think she would rip a baby from a womb they they thought it was just going to be like fetal kidnapping so that's where this is going right yeah so right now so now we're leading up we're getting towards the end of pregnancy so we go back to um trooper estes and his extensive search of google history and things like that so we we already have established that we have a victim in mind it's going to be reagan hancock um and taylor parker is deep deep in this lie. She's got people blocked. She's claiming she's pregnant. She's had a maternity shoot. She's gone and had a maternity shoot, ordered a fake baby bump. She's receiving gifts from gender reveal parties and baby showers. And Wade is like, look, dude, I'm on board. You say that you're pregnant with my child. I don't have any reason not to believe you. Okay. Cause she's got the text messages to back everything up. She's got emails to back everything up. Ultrasounds. Like you call Taylor Parker out on a lie. She's got a bigger lie and fake proof to back that up. So crazy. Her friendship with Reagan Hancock continues. They're messaging each other. They're actually hanging out, spending time together. So Taylor Parker starts Googling how to adopt a newborn baby starts off gently. Right. Um, Then after that really doesn't yield anything for her to be able to get results, she starts to Google how to perform a C-section. How do you properly oh remove God. a baby from the womb? How do you cut an umbilical cord? How do you deliver a baby? Oh, my gosh. He says that, um, let me pull that back up. Some of the videos that she watched on YouTube were on how to deliver and inspect placenta. Parker's Google activity between October 7th and 9th, October 9th, 2020 is the day of the murder, included a search for Reagan Hancock's address on Austin Street in New Boston, Texas. So she had never been to Reagan's house. Now we get up to, I feel like we're at the point where we can get to the day before the murder. The day before the murder... Remember, she didn't know where Reagan lived. She was having to Google where Reagan lived. Apparently, she didn't get that information because she messages Reagan on Facebook and says, hey, I've got a pregnancy gift for you. Can I come over and give it to you? What's your address? So she goes over to Reagan's house. Reagan is eight months pregnant, has a three-year-old daughter and a husband. They're Mm. all at the house together. Taylor's got her fake belly on and gives Reagan a gift. She's like, this is a gift for your baby. Mm. They leave. Okay, now we're at the day of the murder. This is where okay. shit gets nuts. This is the next so, day. This is o- the morning of October 9th, 2020. 9th. Yes, so October 9th, 2020. Um, neighbors um, see the garage door open at the house and their new puppy. This is the, Re- the Hancock's garage door open and their new puppy running around the street. And they're like, this is weird. Um, let me call Reagan and let her know her, her dog's out. 
tries to call Reagan. Reagan doesn't answer. So they call the husband, Homer. It's like, hey, Homer, um, your garage door's up and your puppy's out. We snatched your puppy up, threw it in the backyard. Um, but you may want to check on your wife. I don't know what's going on. Homer calls Reagan's mother and says, hey, can you go by the house and check on Reagan? She's not answering my calls. Mm. Homer is repeatedly calling Reagan and he's headed back from Texas, Canada, New Boston, which is 15, 20 minutes away. Um, the mother um, sees a garage door up, sees the um, door from the living room to the garage door cracked open um, and sees blood on the floor of the garage and in the driveway. Oh, God, I hate she's her mom. She's pit, pit in her stomach, opens up the door and sees the most horrendous crime scene that I have ever seen because I've, I've seen the photos. So um, mm. you have to understand that pregnant women have more blood in their body than the average human. At least about 50% um, more volume than you have when you're not pregnant. Yes. So, so like a lot, lot more. Wow. A horrendous amount of blood and it's everywhere. Reagan was stabbed I don't know how many times, but she was stabbed with a scalpel. Oh, so that's, that's very painful. important to know. Um, and apparently she put up a hell of a fight because there were all kinds of defensive wounds. So, um, oh, and those defensive wounds, I mean, a scalpel, like once it touches skin, mm, it just layers slices, it open. Yeah. Just yeah. all well, the keep fats in mind, she coming also, out. When we, we talked about this and we talked oh. about the, the runner, Elijah Fletcher and her mm -hmm. him trying to get her in the van and, and I was saying at the time like I like I guarantee you that woman put up a hell of a fight <clears throat> not only is Reagan here um, pregnant with her second child but she has a toddler to think of and if you don't think yeah. for a minute that's what's in her head the whole time right mm -hmm. the toddler oh. is in the house oh no so the mother before oh, she no. before she got to the house the mother actually went to the daycare because she mothers know we just we just know parents Fathers too. Parents, we just know when something's not right. So she went to the daycare to see if, I think the baby's name is Kenley, the three-year-old. Is Kenley here? And they're like, no, she was never checked in this morning. That's red flag number one. She gets to the house, sees the blood, finds her daughter covered in blood on the floor, immediately exits the house, calls 911 hysterical. My baby's been murdered. My baby's been murdered. Oh God, she's pregnant. She's pregnant. The baby, where's my, where's my three-year-old granddaughter? Calls her husband. Husband shows up. Husband goes in the house and um, is sick. Oh comes, God! Comes I out, can't. Comes out of the house. Imagine. Yeah, like I, I want to cry because this is like you know this is my hometown. These are my people, and it's just this shit does not happen in small town East Texas. It doesn't <sighs> happen here, you know. So husband exits the house and he's like, I can't see my stepdaughter like that. Luckily, the husband had a friend with him, and the friend's like. I will go in the house and I will see if the three-year-old's there. See, the grandparents couldn't bear the thought of finding the three-year-old dead. They couldn't stomach it. So they were scared. You, oh, yeah. you have to understand, yeah, yeah. you can't fault them for not wanting to go all the way inside the house because they're scared. You don't want to oh, see yeah. that. Yeah. So the friend goes into the house, goes to the back bedroom, finds the three-year-old girl perfectly fine. She's alive. She's oh, hiding. He God. throws, he wraps her up in a blanket, covers her head. Oh. Has yeah, to but I wonder her. why she was hiding. She probably heard her mom screaming. Well, I'm oh, saying, yeah. I don't know. I wonder what she stumbled upon before she was. I, I hope and pray to God that this baby she has never no came recollection. Out of the, yeah, I hope it just stayed in that fucking room and 
never came out. Yeah. Oh. So I'm, I'm praying she never oh, sees this. Um, this is but terrible. He covers her up with a blanket, um, gets her out of the house. As soon as he gets the, the three-year-old out of the house, paramedics and police arrive. So um, the mother tells them, my daughter is pregnant. Can the baby be saved? They roll. So Reagan's found face down on the ground and in a pool of her blood. They roll her over and they're like, there's no baby in here, but she's disemboweled. Oh, there's no baby in here. So that leads to the question, where the fuck is this baby? Did she use a scalpel the whole time? Do we know if she ever. And one blunt object to strike her in the head, but I don't know exactly what the blunt object was. But the that she would use a scalpel of, so aggressively that a piece of the scalpel was broken off in her neck. In whose uh, neck? In the victim's Reagan. neck. Because yes. she stabbed her in the neck. She stabbed her all over her body, in the back. So how does she neck. get the baby out? Scalpel well, the baby out? Yeah. Yeah, she uses a scalpel. She studied C-sections. Remember? Yeah, I know. Had, I got it. Yeah, got she it. obviously sucked at it. Though. Yeah. Um, well, it's baby, hard to give a C-section when somebody's. Fighting for their life. Well, that, their there life. comes the blunt object to the head, probably. She finally yeah. had to get her knocked out. My yeah. God. So we, um, uh, police and EMS are on scene. And then that other 911 call comes out, or that other trooper makes a traffic stop, an erratic driver traveling at a high rate of speed pulls this girl over and she's like, Help me, help me. I've just given birth. And uh, baby is in her lap. She's given infant CPR. The umbilical cord is down in her pants. The placenta is down in Taylor Parker's yoga pants as if she had given birth with her pants on and pulled the baby out, but left the placenta in her own pants. So I told y'all this was graphic and horrible. It, it cannot get any worse than that. It's the graphic. Yeah, sure. The bloody scene. It's the, for me, it's the mental, like the, the fact that she tucked a placenta in her pants, right? That's what gets me. She yes, had these are the things that mean more than the blood and the gore and the whatever. It's the, yes. the yeah. this, the putting a placenta in your pants, pulling that umbilical cord out so it mm-hmm. looks like, look what, you know, here's my baby and now here's the afterbirth later in my pants. Yes. So it's very oh. important to note testimony from EMTs. And she thinks she's going to fucking get away with this. Uh, she absolutely did for a minute. she thinks she is. She did for a minute. So the trooper absolutely believes that um she's given birth and why every, wouldn't he every single person who was at that scene from the traffic stop the witnesses the emts and the trooper have all testified that they feel so embarrassed that they believed this because oh. taylor's hysterically crying she's holding this dying infant because in nobody's wildest dreams are they going to think that it's anything other than what it is the emts note that the um so you're going to have to help me out with this, Andrea. There's like a fluid that is uh, amniotic fluid. The way it dries on a newborn baby is very flaky, but that won't happen for a few minutes. Um, maybe like 10, 15 minutes before it starts getting that flaky texture. Right. It'll still be kind of gooey. So, so yeah. So they come out um, with the vernix, which is the mm-hmm. white um, kind of sticky stuff on the baby and the more premature yeah. it is the more vernix they have so the older they yes. get the drier there's or older gestationally they get before birth the mm-hmm. uh drier their skin gets and the less like both my babies were overdone well cooked you know they hardly mm-hmm. had any of that on them maybe in the creases of their arms or little neck or something yeah um younger baby so eight months this baby was very far enough along to absolutely survive probably mm-hmm. has a little more of that on it mm-hmm. um 
Well, it was dry and flaky, and the paramedics so some time were, has gone by. Yeah, the paramedics were like, um, this isn't a recent birth. This is like 15, 20, 30 minutes since mm-hmm. this baby has been born. She didn't just deliver while driving. Because, like, the hair would still be wet, you know, these mm-hmm. kinds of things. Yes. So from testimony, the baby, they got a heartbeat back from the baby. So everybody was excited thinking, wow, this is going to be a miracle story for this mom. What an amazing story. The baby may survive. A nurse um, pulls over, um, sees Taylor covered in blood and hysterically crying, wets a paper towel from the ambulance and wipes the blood and tears off of Taylor's face, consoling her, saying, we're going to save your baby. It's going to be okay. And she tells everybody that the baby's name is Clancy and that it's her baby. And um, so the EMTs are like, hey, can we inspect your inspect you? Because like you've got you're covered in a lot of blood and you may be hemorrhaging because remember, she just come from a graphic murder. murder. So she's got blood all over her. Not Um, like so I wonder I do wonder that. Right. Those are the mm -hmm. pictures I'd like to see. What do the EMTs see when they see her? Because and was that not an alarm to see? I can only imagine the splatter type wounds. Right. Like. Mm -hmm her face her arms are like these are not this isn't birth is a little bloody but it's not like that so it's more like wet like yeah and there's like like blood comes like it happens but it's not like it's not i had a home birth it wasn't Mm -hmm. it wasn't all that much blood yeah Yeah, there's not there's not really a ton and it's definitely not going to be all over your the rest of your body like i would assume on her it could be it was all over her hands on her face so they're thinking Not like normal. they're thinking homies hem- she's hemorrhaging yes, there's something very very wrong so they're like all right we're going to take you to the hospital mount pleasant is this way and it's the closest she starts screaming do not take me to mount pleasant do not take me to mount pleasant because remember they have an alert on her at the hospital that she's going to show up and snatch a baby okay so she's right. like don't take me to them take me to mccurtain county oklahoma well, where we're at in texas we are right at the oklahoma border so we're part we're on the oklahoma um, Louisiana, Arkansas border. That's where our little city's at. She's like, take me to Oklahoma. She knows there's no alert for her at Oklahoma. She gets to the hospital and the baby ultimately passes away. Um, I don't know how long the baby lived, but it's important to note that at one point in time, that baby was alive. At one point in time. Could have stayed alive. That baby could have stayed alive. It it could have lived if... um, I mean, it was a viable pregnancy, 100%. 100%. Yeah. So um, the doctors start talking to Taylor and they're like, hey, we need to give you an exam because you're hemorrhaging. And she's like, no, I don't want an exam. I just I just want to go home. I just want to go home. I want to call my husband. Um, this is Wade, who is not her husband. She's like, I want to call him. Um, they're like, okay, well, here's the paperwork you need to fill out. The baby's dead, but you still we still have to do a death certificate and all this stuff. So she fills out all this paperwork, names the baby Clancy Griffin. Griffin. Um, and everybody's feeling so sorry for her. Mm. Then the doctor pulls the cop aside and they're like, she's not pregnant. She's never been pregnant. She has no sign of pregnancy. She finally, they finally talk her into doing an exam. And so that's as, what I was going to say. She would yeah. also have to fill out not just death certificate paperwork. Mm-hmm. She can't, a hospital's not going to but now they can allow you, they can recommend anything, but you are always allowed to leave outside of a psychiatric facility. But mm-hmm. in terms of a medical facility, they would never, ever be on board with a woman who has just given birth. 
um, ever leaving at least without they're going to do all this stuff and, and mm -hmm. recommend that she stays at least 24 hours. But in saying that, she would have to then intentionally fill out what's called an AMA, which is an, mm -hmm. a, a, you know, against medical advice. Mm -hmm. um, and when you fill one of those out, like your insurance is not covering your time there and these kinds of things. Um, that's what kind of deters you from leaving. Mm -hmm. Um but anyway, that's just a side note. So this is before the doctor stepped in to say, hey, we know about her, right? Yeah. Yeah. So she, they finally talked her into getting an exam. So she gets this exam and they're like, yeah, no way, no how has this woman given birth today. Not <laughs> happening. Um, so she's placed under arrest. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Yeah. What do you think the cop, like from a cop's perspective, if I'm mm -hmm. in a hospital and I've just been a part of this horrific birth in a car and then they're like yo homie uh that ain't her baby you're as a cop you're like oh no i would be embarrassed at first oh, because no. like oh i would think of like am i in trouble now like how did mm -hmm. i fuck this up like yeah it would be it would be bad i it would be i mean traumatic but i mean it, i would be like what did i do wrong like how much trouble am i in for this mm -hmm. what do i do to make this right yeah and what's this paperwork going to look like? <laughs> I feel like eventually, okay, so she was pulled over by a state trooper. She didn't call 911 herself. She was pulled over. Um, and that observation from the state trooper who saw her, I think sped up the timeline significantly of Taylor Parker getting caught. But I feel pretty strongly that within maybe a couple weeks of them investigating the murder, if they hadn't pulled her over, they would have eventually figured out that it was her. Put two and two together, yeah. Yeah, because I mean, it's the the shit's just wild. Like it's. So they it's, are, they place her under arrest mm -hmm. there, and that's when they find out that this baby came from. From Reagan Hancock. Reagan, now is she up for first degree homicide times two? She is. This is a capital murder death penalty trial. Good, good, and I I yes. hope to God she gets the death penalty. Be done I mean, with it right now. I don't In think that now. you can. I, I, I don't think you can't not give this person the death yeah. penalty. So one of the things that really um, I'm not going to say annoyed me, but maybe confused me a little bit is so I went to day one of the trial because I wanted to hear opening statements. I care more yeah. about opening statements and closing statements because I can read the news for the rest of the stuff. And sure. I've seen the crime scene photos and I really don't care to look at them again. I don't want to see them again. I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. These are actually crime scene photos. I have no, like a lot of times I'll be like, yeah, let me get a look at them. Thanks. Yeah. I have no desire whatsoever. Even if you texted them to me, I wouldn't look at them. Yeah. I no, have no I, desire I, to I don't. That shit. I, I've seen them once. No. I don't want to see them again. That's why I didn't attend court. I can read all Good. this stuff. So yeah. um, after the prosecution's opening statement, which was, a powerful opening statement. Like, I mean, there's not a dry mm -hmm. eye in the spectator section. Mm. Um, the defense gets up there and they're like, um, we just want you guys to remember the law and like really pay attention to um, what the law says about, about this stuff. Okay. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> Swear to God. So to me, I feel like the defense is putting on a dismissal of capital murder and is going to try to drop it down to regular first degree murder are they not going to um, try to claim like psych shit and things like that th they haven't presented that at all okay. in cross-examination not once have they presented a psych case i think they're going to save that because i feel like they've already decided that so we're in guilt or innocence right now um in the next two or three weeks we're going to go to punishment and that'll be life or death so i think they're saving all their wow. psych stuff for punishment 
Because yeah. right now, I think they've given up and they're like, Likely. she's going to be found guilty. It's the evidence is too overwhelming. Yeah, not a shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've, and, and I mean, defense that they now, where do you go? Where does the dad, where's the dad at now? Is he in the courtroom? I mean, I don't, I couldn't be that. I couldn't go to that trial. He's, I don't think he's now without murdering yet. that bitch. So they, they invoked the rule. So um, for those who don't know, who are not familiar with the court, the rule is if you are asked to testify in a case, you are not allowed to sit in the courtroom and observe until you have testified. And then you are ultimately dismissed by both defense and prosecution. Get to be dismissed by both. So are you talking about the dad um, of Reagan Hancock's husband? Yeah. Let me look at. No, I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm sorry. Is Wade there? Is Wade there? Wade is there. Homer testified on day. What's Wade doing? If I'm Wade, I'm getting as far away from this fucking bitch as I possibly can. Wade's called to testify. What happens to her in trial? I don't know. He hasn't testified yet. Um, I think they're going to save him for punishment. You talking about Wade? Yeah, Wade. I think. Why is he in the courtroom then? So because he's he's a witness. He's a witness. He doesn't have a choice. So oh, he's, he's in a so he's been subpoenaed. Yeah, he's been, yeah, he's been subpoenaed. Because they're the defense every once in a while tries to drop little um sprinkles of like maybe Wade was involved. It okay. is very, very clear that Wade is a victim in this as well. Not he is yeah. nowhere near the victim that the Hancock family is. But he was also lied to, and he probably is incredibly embarrassed right Dude, now. Dude, if you're the uh, if you're Reagan's husband, though, oh my he, god, he he did testify. Homer Hancock testified Homer, yeah, on Homer. yeah, Homer Hancock testified oh. on the eighth how day did, of trial. How? Like how I could not. T- I'm telling Dude, you right now, I couldn't do it. He cried. He I, I couldn't do it. According to this, he was. I don't think very I can make upset. it out of my. I don't think I can make it out of my fucking house. He's got that other. Baby to care for though. I don't give a shit. I I mean, I'd still be with that little baby. I I don't. I. I, Well, I I never want to say what would happen, but oh my gosh, dude! Like this is the most Mm -hmm. tragic. This is the worst night shift I've ever been a part of. Yeah, it's it is. This I'm like sick to my stomach. This is so sad. This is the worst case in our county ever. This is not. This is not one of those cases you can even try to overcome with humor. Like it's it's no. It's dark. Nothing. It's disgusting. Like she, she's an actual monster. If you know, and I, and in your mind, your mind wants to justify this stuff and think, okay, maybe she panicked and this was a crime of passion and she regrets it. But when no. you look at the moment that she started these Google searches and started stalking this. out these OBGYN clinics, you already knew that this was going to end nefariously. Like it was, she was hunting. It's, it's disgusting and um fingers crossed she gets the death penalty like um yeah, the only crossed. the only thing that's bugging me with this trial right now is it is being tried in Bowie County so i feel like the defense is just going to allow the gu- guilty verdict to happen allow the death penalty verdict to happen and then they're going to start appeals and try to claim mistrial and try to claim that oh so she was she needs an out of county um out of county trial with the different jury. Dude, I think you give this bitch. I, I'd say you give this bitch a trial wherever the fuck she wants it because ain't not a jury in the world. Gonna, mm-hmm. And especially we're in Texas. not want this bitch to be fucking fried. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I was going to say, put, put it wherever you want. You're in Texas. Put her wherever you want. Slam dunk. Yeah, she will. Um, I, I don't see this ending any other way other than death penalty, conviction, and multiple appeals, and then ultimately 25 years from now. After we've spent millions of dollars on her care and well-being, she'll get the needle. 
if she doesn't kill herself. I think she's going to kill herself in prison. Yeah. Or 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 somebody in prison. I mean, now you've been to jail. You spent mm-hmm. sixty days in there. Uh, yeah. What what do the do the do the jail women do they haunt this kind of girl? So that's a really good question, and it's something I was thinking about. We had three or is she women, just such a good, or is she just such a good liar that she'll lie her way out of all of it? I think she'll lie her way out of it. I think she'll blame. Um, I think she'll blame Wade in prison uh, to protect herself. I think she'll blame anybody, but but take mm-hmm. responsibility because. We had multiple women that we were in jail with who had murdered their children. Um, There were three that I remember off the top of my head. One of them lived next door to me in the cell next to me. Um, And these women would tell us that it was a stillbirth or it was an accident or somebody else did it. The same story they had in the hospital. Yeah, same same story. Like it's um, somebody rolled over on my baby while we were sleeping. And I'm like, that's, mm, that's not how that works because they don't know I'm a cop at this point. So I'm just like not believing their shit. But when you're in jail, if someone has done a crime so heinous as what Taylor Parker has done for your own sanity, you are going to believe their lies because eating, sleeping, bathing, and living next mm-hmm. to someone who is capable of that kind of shit will eat you alive. So yeah, she's going, she's going to get attacked. It's going to happen. She's going to get her ass beat once or twice, but then the story of her lies is going to get spread around until somebody is able to get access to a family member on the outside. Cause they will call their friends and family on the outside and be like, Hey, send me the information about this case because mm-hmm. I feel like this bitch is lying. Mm-hmm. They have nothing but time and they right. use family members on the outside to do this. Now, do you think they do some like prison justice on her? Oh yeah. I find out. Um, it's a possibility, but then again, she's an excellent liar. And so I think that wouldn't you venture to say that she'd probably find um, at least a cu- at least two, I would say at least two women who will be her confidants and that regardless of the truth, regardless of if they even find out for sure that what she did was what she did, they'd be there with her. If she's at allowed to be couple. around other inmates, because remember, she'll be going into the prison system as a death row inmate and they're That's treated, true. they're treated separately than everyone else. Like, mm-hmm. I don't even think they, they don't get to go to general population. Well, but even like, um, do they intermingle at all with other prisoners? Like, um, even in like in the cafeteria and the, uh, I, th- from what I remember about some so I don't exactly know which prison she's going to go to. Cause if you're a death row inmate in Texas and you're a male, you'll go to Huntsville. And I know exactly what that prison looks like. Cause I've watched every documentary ever about it. And you can like talk to people through your cell doors and you'll maybe have wreck at similar times, but you'll be like in your own lane. Okay. Like you won't be physically near like anyone. a dog run kind of. Yeah. I can see her manipulating a stupid guard and maybe mm-hmm. like having like a sexual relationship with a guard in the future. Like mm-hmm. I wouldn't mm-hmm. put that past her at all. That seems very plausible. To well, because me. the manipulation game is so strong. Here we are. She's already yes. fooled how many people? So it doesn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, somebody's going to succumb to that. Yeah, she's fooled an entire community, and mm-hmm. I'm. The whole thing is just. This makes me sick. I'm. I'm interested to see where the trial is going to go this week because it's going. We've just now introduced the crime scene to the jury. We've introduced. Um, the the uh, body cam footage of the trooper pulling her over and have got to the point where they've connected the dots. So yeah. I don't, and they, these are all state's witnesses. So I don't know what kind of witnesses the defense is going to pull out of their ass, but I, well, not, you know, I feel like an asshole for like titling this. Cause when I was titling it, I was going to all these like 
you know uh salacious salacious things but and you were kind of Mm -hmm. like well i mean i don't want to clickbait this one blah 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 and i was kind of like like you're in showbiz you know how we have to sell a show Mm -hmm. we have to and now like now that we've gotten through the totality of it i'm like oh my Mm -hmm. god i now know exactly why she didn't this is is the most this is the the most terrible the most horrifying case i've ever fucking heard yeah those poor jurors who had to unwittingly see the you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I think that for uh, between you guys and myself, between law enforcement or medical mm-hmm. stuff, like you've seen things that you, you know, you're happy that people you love haven't seen. Mm-hmm. Um, so for this one to be so, so heinous and for them to just, mm-hmm. you know, unsuspectingly have to have to view these things that they can't walk yeah. away from. I, I wish that there's some crime scenes that you just, you know, you want to protect the role from and you're like, mm-hmm. I don't want anybody to see this. And it, part of me is like, I really wish that they wouldn't have introduced the crime scene photos and the body cam footage to the court. But I'm glad they did because uh, they need to understand how dangerous of a person Taylor Parker is. Yeah, she yeah. seems she seems unsuspecting. You see her out in the wild. She seems unsuspecting by all accounts. Everybody says she's friendly and she's nice. And wow, she dude. even she came to the murder victim's house the night before to give her a present. Yeah. Who's going to suspect someone like that? What are you, what are you going to do when that person knocks on your door the next morning? Are you going to open the door and invite them in? Of course you are. Yeah. This is a friend. Mm. This yeah. is a friend. Um, well, Ashley, we know that you got a stage production that you got to get ready for, and I'm sure you've mm-hmm. got to get your mind off of this and get it right. Yeah. Uh, thank you for your time today. And, um, you know, this is where, where can everybody find you on social media? Uh, yeah. Go to IG. I am Ashley underscore the underscore officer. And I will update everybody as this case continues to unfold this week, starting after this airs on Tuesday. So check back Tuesday night or check back Wednesday morning. And I'll definitely have some updates for how the case is going this week. Um, and keep the Hancock family in your prayers. If you're the praying kind, mm. like, because we may to be have the to first, relive this. we may be the first podcast to discuss this. And I'm glad it's me because I know these people and I, I respect them and I respect their privacy. And there's some things that I haven't talked about, but as this unfolds, people who don't know them are going to continue to share this story and it's going to blow up and it's going to get big. Yeah. So just wow. keep them in your thoughts and prayers as they have to relive this nightmare. Cause it's, mm-hmm. it's awful. Well, um, I hope I didn't say anything at the beginning of this episode. Cause you know, sometimes, you know, because we have dark humor and things like that, yeah. but um Man, we I think that was just, that was before we got into it. That was one. Yeah. This is one of those cases that really just kind of, you know, it makes me want to go home and uh, go hug my children. That's exactly what yeah. I'm going to go do. I'm going to go hug my wife. I'm going to go hug my children. On and, your ghost um, bed. On my ghost bed. But um, yeah. I'll tell uh, you right now, nobody's going to know when I get pregnant. I'll just pop up with a baby one day. Listen, and you and I actually talked about this on sounds the, phone the other day. We talked about this on the phone the other day. Yeah. It's something. So to say this makes me sound like a crazy person. I didn't walk around every day during both pregnancies just freaked out about this but it's something i had heard of happening before i had read these stories i mean you know years ago i was still interested in crime stuff right or you might hear the obscure story on the news Mm -hmm. um so it's something that i knew did happen so there were times especially as my pregnancy you know got into the later months and the later gestations that uh for both when i was pregnant with both boys like maybe if i'm leaving the grocery store at night or i don't know like every now and then it would pop in my head that people do this kind of thing and it's terrifying oh I yeah mean, nobody will know nobody will know uh, when i get pregnant well 
love you guys thank you for so much for this show have a great night tonight we're going to follow you on the uh on the interwebs hope your play your production goes Ashley well tonight officer. Yes. um from andrea uplates and eric tanzi and ashley from 69 days in sight of me no it was that was that was the only fans it's ashley <laughs> from 60 days in this has been failure sub night shift i don't even want to say cheers because fuck that episode good night y'all yeah.